entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other great shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Chris Westfall. Hi, Chris. How are you, sir? Doing great, Marty. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've been looking forward to this conversation. We're going to be talking about your book, and I'll announce that in a second. Let me do kind of a formal introduction. Chris Westfall. He is an internationally recognized business coach who regularly works with Fortune 100 companies as well as high-growth businesses. Chris has appeared on CNN, ABC News, and NBC TV, and his writing has shown up in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Success, and other publications. Chris has customers like Cisco, Hewlett-Packard, Salesforce, the Navy SEALs, and many more. Here's something really interesting. Everything's been interesting up till then, but here's even more interesting. Uh, Chris Westfall has coached business builders onto Shark Tank, Dragon's Den in Canada, and Shark, Shark Tank Australia. And he's written a great book. The title of that book is Leadership Language. The subtitle is Using Authentic Communication to Drive Results. Chris, again, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thank you, Marty. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so a fundamental question, but it's always an important one. Um, who are you trying to help with this book? Again, Leadership Language is the title. Maybe you um, needed help yourself. I, maybe that's part of it. Or maybe you're experiencing something with clients. So tell me, who do you, who do you want to help with the book? Well, I think great books always come from the author's experience, and certainly that's where this book started. But the objective is to reach out to two types of people. One, actual leaders, people who are owners, entrepreneurs, executives, who have responsibilities for a team, for an entire organization in many cases. And then the second group is aspirational leaders, folks who maybe aren't in the C-suite or haven't launched their business yet, but they know that it's on the agenda and it's something that they they want for themselves. So for, for folks who look at their career, their life, and look at business and say, I want to build something that's not here yet. Mm. That's, that's really who this book is for. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to use a phrase, I'm going to mention a phrase that you mentioned throughout the book because I saw it as a theme. Now, that's me saying that, not you, folks. So 
you've said, you said several times throughout the book, you are never more than one thought away from innovation. Let me repeat that, folks. You are never more than one thought away from innovation. So I want you to keep that in your head, folks, as you're listening to Chris uh, talk, because that kind of kept me, kept me on the edge of my seat. Okay, so we have actual leaders who are doing it. Big companies, small companies, everyone in in between, and those who want to be leaders. You also kind of make a, I don't know if it's a differentiation. I I guess I want to ask it this way. So you talk about clients, but you also say clients can also be, um, you know, folks who you may be leading in the Boy Scout group. It could be uh, someone, it could be your own uh, family. So is that true too? Are you thinking in terms of defining clients? Is that also part of your thought process when you wrote the book? Well, when you think about clients or, or another way, another way to define client will be to say customer. Mm-hmm. And for me, a customer isn't someone that you sell something to. A customer is someone that you serve. Mm. And that's true also for your clients. And to take a powerful look at leadership and to create new impact, you have to look at servant leadership and look at the people that you serve. So, of course, that means your clients, the people that that you're responsible to, but it also means people on your board of directors. It means people, as you mentioned, Marty, in your family, the people that you care about, the people that you wish to influence mm. the most. Mm. Because leaders look in the direction of impact and they look in the direction of service. And mm. so pointing people in that direction, it was important for me to to expand the definition of how you think about your clients. And, and sometimes folks say to me, well, what do you mean? Is, is my spouse my client? And I and I say, I sure hope so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could understand that one, buddy. Um, so, so yeah. So you do talk throughout the book about impact, results, uh, actual results. That's another reason why I like the book is uh, there's there's not a lot of fluff in here. You you say, hey, you got to create some action. So speaking of action, I found the story about an individual that you um, you helped out, I guess. You can tell me the story. Tell me about Macaulay Cunningham. Tell me that story, and why is that story in your book? It, well, Macaulay's story is the story of someone who wanted to win, but she didn't know how. She didn't know the resources that she had available to her. She wanted to to tap into leadership language, but but she didn't know how to do it. McCallie, when I met her, was just a freshman mm. at one of the largest universities in the United States, and she had a business plan, a business plan for an innovative new product that would uh, actually help uh, fruits and vegetables to stay fresher longer. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to see where this idea could go. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if folks listening can can relate to that, having an idea, having an innovation and wondering, you know, what what's really here? What can I make of this? So McCallie, just a freshman, just a freshman in college, uh, came to me as a client and we worked together and through our efforts and through her own diligence and resourcefulness and her ability to tap into her own leadership skills, when it was time to present her ideas to a panel of executives and judges at the fifth largest university in the United States, she came out on top, which means mm. she she went into the winner's circle in front of PhD students, in front of MBA students. Nobody knew that she was just a freshman. Wow. And the, and the reason that I put this story in there, Marty, is that is that what McCallie showed me and what McCallie shows the readers is innovation. There's no shelf life. There's no set date on innovation. Mm. 
And when you look to discover, when you look at this practical magic of leadership, which is really what the book is pointing at, you can discover that leadership is not tied to an age, to an experience level, to an education. And McCallie realized that in her journey, her, her background was neither an asset nor a liability. And that's why I say that that new results are never more than one thought away because when you have that innovation, when you, when you have that idea show up, I mean, that can happen at 22, 52, 62. It it, it can happen at any age. Mm. Mm. So that's, that's the story of McCallie and, and the results that she created, I think, give us, give us insight into this, this place of innovation, which I believe is where leadership really lives. And, And innovation is not about imitation. McCallie made new discoveries, and I hope that the, the readers of the book will uh, as well, because this, I mean, it, and you've read it, Marty, it's, it's not really a, an academic look at what leadership means in the abstract. This, this book is where business gets personal. This book asks the reader to, to take a personal journey and a personal look at where leadership lives. And I, I think that's so important because that's what, that's what McCallie did, mm. and that's where those results came from. Yeah, one thing that challenged me. Well, you challenged me. That's a uh, that's I think is a good thing because I you know, I read a lot of books as you well know, and I'm not always excited and I'm not always challenged, man. And so <laughs> you did you you challenged some thoughts that I had. One of the thoughts uh, I'm going to go off script a little bit. No, it's in the book. Um, is that your experience? What you already know certainly is foundational, but you talk a lot about well. However you phrase it, you know, well, it's the innovation part of it is you've got to learn to tell a new story or or share with me kind of what you wrote about in the book in terms of, well, your experience is a platform, but you got to go from there. You understand what I'm asking you, Chris? I I think so. I think so, Marty. I mean, the thing that shows up for me is where do new results come from? Uh, And if the answer is what you what you already know, certainly it's foundational, as you mentioned. I mean, you know, your experience, your training, the uh, the investment that you've made in whatever education you might have. I mean, all of those things are foundational, but new results come from new application mm -hmm. and new ideas. Mm -hmm. And I believe that leaders are always interested in creating new results, because if, if you're a leader that wants to maintain the status quo, this probably isn't the book for you. Yeah, there you go. The uh, the way we've always done it here is, does not apply in your book. Um, so true. <laughs> right? Yes. So true. It's so true. So I am speaking with Chris Westfall, and his website is westfallonline.com. Westfallonline.com. That is correct, is it not, Chris? That's right. Yeah, my, my last name, it's like the direction and the, and the season, Westfall. <laughs> All right, very good. You're used to used to giving that definition out, huh? And Indeed. You can also find Chris on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look for that Westfall online, and you will find him. You do want to follow him. He has some great, great stuff. Okay, you talk to us about, I think this is the title of a chapter, the leadership connection always starts with what your client is thinking So tell me more about that. It's easy to think that leadership is about um, imposing your will or uh, sharing your ideas in a way that's that's forceful, that's charismatic. But if if that's true, then I should have written a book about how to kick the door down and force people to think the way that you do. Yeah. (laughs) But but that that, that doesn't work. No. If you want to start a strong kind of conversation and, and that's central to the themes of the book is to have the kinds of powerful conversations that create those new results we're looking at. 
But if you want to have a powerful conversation, the most powerful conversation always starts with what your listener, your client is thinking. And if you don't have the context for your conversation, it doesn't matter how compelling you are. It doesn't matter how charismatic you are. Mm. It doesn't matter what you've got on slide 47 of your PowerPoint because you have to meet people where they are. And a lot's been said about reaching across the generations and, and creating uh, connections from the C-suite throughout the entire organization. Yeah. And if that's a thing that, that anyone listening to this struggles with, Look in the direction of the perspective of, of your client, the mm. people that you serve, the, the folks on your team or the folks that you'd like to attract to your team. Because understanding that perspective is the first step in creating the context for new relationships, new partnerships, new investment, and more. Mm. Well, speaking of new investments, you've had some success over the years applying some of these principles. Talk to me about some of that success. Uh, you've mentioned a couple in the book, a uh, couple things in the book uh, you were a new guy at one point in time. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you the new guy story. Let, let me start with some of the work that I've done to help people to sure. uh, get investment capital. Because over the last several years, I've had the good fortune of being a part of about about four dozen business launches in some form or fashion, uh, raising about $50 million in capital investment, which isn't all the money in the world. But uh, I really enjoy working with entrepreneurs and helping them to craft their stories. And uh, that's that's been something that that for me in, in my career was really important because as you mentioned, Marty, I, I was uh, like everybody listening to this. At some point in your career, you are the new guy. And when I was a new guy, I had an opportunity that was unprecedented in the company that I was working for. I had set up a meeting at a major hotel in Las Vegas mm -hmm. and had set a meeting not only with the, uh, the the chief executive there at the hotel, but his entire leadership staff. And because this meeting was so high profile, and I'd only been at the company for about six months, mm -hmm. it attracted the attention of the CEO. Mm -hmm. And... So I marched into this meeting with the CEO and my boss in tow, and my boss said, get up there and deliver the presentation. Well, as you can imagine, the CEO had some concerns. <laughs> Who's this new guy? And what's he going to say? Yeah. And and here's this high stakes conversation that, that could have an impact not only at this major hotel, but at several other sister hotels up and down the strip on Las Vegas Boulevard. So it was a very, very high stakes conversation. And I, I don't want to give it away and, and tell don't people give it how away. it ended. Don't. No, no, no. But, but <laughs> if you're curious to know what I did when I was the new guy and how my boss helped me and showed me a leadership strategy that I have employed ever since that day, you got to take a look at the book. Yes, you do. And the title of the book is Leadership Language. Subtitle is Using Authentic Communication to Drive Results. And again, it's written by Chris Westfall, and I've mentioned his website. You just go to westfallonline.com and you can find him there. Here's something I really found very, very, very interesting. Again, when you get my attention, it's kind of an accomplishment because you know, cause I'm like, <laughs> I've heard all this crap before, you know. So I love this thought of this high concepts. Mm. Mm. Talk to me about that, man. Explain what you mean by that. Give us, give us some context around that, okay, Chris? 
Well, when you write a book that has leadership in the title, you've, you've got to look in a new direction because like you say, I mean, Marty, you do, you read so many books and you talk to so many authors and I wanted to try and find something that that was a new source of connection. And the high concept has been something that has been so powerful for me and for my contacts and my clients because the high concept is an overall theme or idea that anyone anywhere can say yes to. Mm-hmm. And and let me give you, like, if you're wondering, what exactly does that mean? It's yeah. kind of a long-winded explanation. Let me give you a, just a quick example. And you tell me if this is true or false for, for everyone everywhere. True or false, we all want a sense of family and belonging. True. I, w- I would say that's true. And, and if, if that's true for you, it's true for me, it's true for the folks listening, that's probably a universal high concept. It's something that we all mm. want. And, and mm-hmm. when we look in the direction of something that we all want, what we're looking at is that commonality, that common connection that, that binds us together. So many times between the C-suite and, and the team members, there's a divide. There's a wall and there doesn't have to be one. If you want to reach people in new ways, you have to look at that connection, that that commonality, that that thing that binds us all together. And from that connection comes leverage, comes new results and comes innovation. So so that's what the high concept points towards is that that commonality. And when you begin the conversation with a high concept, you start off with everyone nodding their heads Mm -hmm. and saying, yes, we all want a sense of family and belonging. Everybody Mm -hmm. nods their head and goes, yeah, that's exactly right. Why not start the conversation with a yes? Why not start the conversation with a point of entry that everyone can agree to? So many times we we enter conversations with an if-then statement. You know, if you're this, then you're that. Mm. And I just I just reject that idea. And and I think that anyone listening should as well, because leadership is about connection. It's about creating new results for your team and for the people that you care about. And the high concept can be the first step towards that context for a new conversation. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, And again, you have challenged and or rejected some of the we'll call it traditional viewpoints of leadership. Mm. Once again, to say it for the fifth time, I really like that. I like being challenged and thinking new ways. So one of, the, uh, one of the things that I didn't mention in your intro, and it's leading me to my next question, is Chris Westfall is the United States National Elevator Pitch Champion. That is a true story. Holy <laughs> moly, that's kind of – you're doing a good job here, but you're taking long than – 30 seconds or whatever, whatever you did. I don't however that quickly tell me what that is and how did you win that? Well, Marty, ever, ever since I I won the prize for having the best two minute speech in the United States, anytime anybody gives me more than two minutes, I, it just feels like a luxury. So thank you for that. I I, I feel very blessed by this conversation, but uh, yeah, that's, that's really what, what happened there. Uh, A few years back, I was recognized as the U S national elevator pitch champion. And that recognition came through an online contest that I entered along with people from all across the country. And I had to record a video and gain votes for my, my little two minute speech on social media. And, and here's what happened, Marty, in the voting, the nationwide voting, I actually came in second place. Mm -hmm. But the folks who put together the contest, my friend and yours, Jeffrey Hazlett, and some of the other folks that he he worked with, Mm. Jeff reached out to me and he said, you know what, Chris, we we realized you were second in the voting, but we watched what you had to say and you're first place with us. Congratulations. You're the you're the grand prize winner and the national champion. And that was that was the time when everything changed.
changed. And and since then, wow. I've you know I've I've published seven books. I you know I've I, my first one was an international bestseller. It's called the New Elevator Pitch, uh, and I tried to capture the the ideas that helped propel me to that national championship. And and it's just been. Um, yeah. It's just been one thing after the other, growing, growing my business since then. That's wild, man. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> guess, my guess is Chris Westfall. And again, you can find him at uh, westfallonline.com. Yes, you can find him on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. I have one final question. That was a lead-in to it, I guess. Uh, you uh, devote an entire chapter to put to putting power into your presentation. So since you have all these skill sets you've talked about, Give us a couple of tips that you talk about in the book about putting power into your presentations. Give me a one or two tips. Have you ever heard people talk about being weak in the knees when they give a presentation? Mm-hmm. One of the things that shows up, if you have to stand up and tell your story, is people rarely concentrate on what's going on with their knees. And if you lock your knees and you get <laughs> nervous, you know what can happen? You can actually pass out. And there's some videos on YouTube of some of I've some come close. That I've come close a couple of that. times, Chris. I've come I've come close a couple of times, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's that's why I'm sitting down. But one one tip that you can do is to take a look at what's going on with your knees and what's going on with your body. The other thing is is and we've touched on this before is to start with what your your audience is thinking. Yeah. Uh, to treat your audience as a client and to start the conversation there and to have the courage that leaders need, that leadership requires to say what's on everyone's mind. And and one of the key themes in the book is this idea of authenticity, your authentic leadership story. And when you make sure that your knees are relaxed and you're taking a good breath and you've done your, you've done your magic on your PowerPoint or however it is that you're delivering your story, Authenticity is the antidote for yeah. business speak, for for inactivity, for complacency. It's being willing to say the things that others won't or mm-hmm. don't or can't. Yeah. And that place of courage and connection is is the lever that every business and every leader needs. Yeah, super, super. So my thoughts on that are that you certainly want to learn from others and learn from the best. But when it comes down to it, you want to be yourself. And you want to portray your heart and your what's on your mind. And, and again, think of what's important to the other group. So, Chris, this has been great. I've already said, uh, I'll say it for the fourth time. This book and this conversation was special because you made me think. You challenged me. I like that. I want to remind our listeners what, the, what I considered the theme and why I really kept reading the book and thinking about. You are never more than one thought away from innovation. You read this book, you start following Chris Westfall, and you will be probably closer to that one step than you've ever realized. So, Chris Westfall, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Marty, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. My honor. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. 
The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.